welcome to the Hoping Coffee Podcast, episode 6C, with me, Rob Lindzel. And today we're going to start by looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 10, as taken from the NLT translation. But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favour on me and not without results. For I have worked harder than any of the other apostles, yet it was not I, but God who was working through me by his grace. I am not a stranger to the dark, your broken parts I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars run away they say no one will love you as you are but I won't let them break me down to dust I know that there's a place for us for we are glorious when the sharpest words want to cut me down Gonna send a blood, gonna drown a mind. I am brave, I am bruised, I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. Look out, cause here I come. showman for me it sums up life life can be hard there can be dark times if you haven't had dark times I would suggest that you aren't living you're hiding because life is full of ups and downs and whether you are young or old life can leave you feeling bashed and bruised which brings me back to the greatest showman and this is me None of us are strangers to the dark. We allow the outside influence to dictate to us what we should be, and nothing short of perfect will do. We have to have the perfect job, the perfect car, the perfect house, the perfect smile, the perfect body, the perfect life. Well, newsflash, nobody is perfect except Jesus that's worth saying again nobody's perfect except Jesus but wait life isn't perfect either it was supposed to be in the beginning God created the perfect world and had the perfect relationship with man if we look back at Genesis chapter 1 verse 31 And after he has spent five days creating the heavens and the earth, on the sixth day he creates man. And it says this in verse 31. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. But skip ahead. Genesis chapter 3. And the fall. 
Eve is tempted by the serpent and sin enters this perfect paradise. Yet look at verse 8. When the cool evening breeze was blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Verse 9. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? Now, I take from this that God often went for a walk in the garden. It wasn't an uncommon event. This is how I read it. I could be wrong. And I also get that he spoke with Adam regularly. This was a regular thing. This was paradise. This was perfection. God created this perfect paradise. And God walked in this paradise with Adam and Eve and he spoke to them. But let's pause for just a moment to look at Galatians chapter 1 verse 10. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10 as taken from the NIV translation. Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I was still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Am I seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please God? You see, it's a choice. Please man or please God. Seek man's approval or seek God's approval. And it's a choice we had from the very beginning, right at the start when everything was perfect. Yet then came temptation, followed by sin. Now let's take a little look at Genesis chapter 3, verses 14 to 19 together, because it says this. Then the Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband but he will rule over you. And to the man he said, Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. God's response is to allow conflict, to bring pain to pregnancy, to curse the ground, and make the labour of working the ground difficult to produce food, and that we should return to dust. 
Now it seems pretty extreme for a loving God, but then again, we had just sinned and brought imperfection to perfection. However, fortunately for us, God had a rescue plan, Jesus. And Jesus was always the plan. So when you put it into context of what happened then, we needed to suffer to appreciate what we have in Christ. But let's come back to the here and now. And the point I want to make for today, or at least point one for today, life is hard, yet harder still without God. Life is hard, but harder without God. When I think about the hardest times in my life, they have been during before I came to Christ and when I turned my back on Christ to do things my own way. As a boy, I was bullied at primary school, yet I didn't know God and I never shared what was going on, although everyone pretty much guessed what was happening. They were the hardest days of my life, made tolerable only through the kindness of one man, my head teacher. My head teacher took a particular interest in me and my circumstances, regularly coming to our house when I was being truant, sometimes getting me to go to school, sometimes not. The point is, he cared. I have no idea if he was a Christian or not, but he had a good heart, and I am grateful that he was in my life at that time because my life would look so much different had he not been there showing me that kindness. Yet the point is this, those years left their mark and were hard. And there have been dark times since which have left me bruised, but God has healed the pain and moved me forward. However, let's pause again to look at Psalm 103 verses 2 to 4. Psalm 103 verses 2 to 4, as taken from the NIV translation. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Forget not all his benefits. There are many who would question our faith, who believe it foolish to believe in an all-powerful and living God and a Messiah who died for our sin. Yet the author C.S. Lewis once said, Christianity, if false, is of no importance, and if true, of infinite importance. The one thing it cannot be is moderately important. It's either important or not. There is no middle ground. But we know the truth, and for those who question our faith, the question should be, what if? Which brings me to my second point of today, what if? Now obviously I'm not talking about the truth of our faith, I'm not talking about the level, level of our faith, and I'm not questioning our faith as a non-believer would, 
and saying, but what if it's true? No, what I am talking about when I say what if is will we trust in God or listen to man? What if we had to go through the dark times without God's light? What if we had to go through the dark times without God's light? For me, I wouldn't be where I am today. My faith sustains me. And when the world tells me I'm not important, or I can't do this, or I can't handle the storm, I know that I am loved, scars and bruising too. And so I come back to This Is Me, where it says, but I won't let them break me down to dust, for I know that there's a place for us, for we are glorious. Well, if we are in Christ, we have found our place, and God thinks you and I are glorious. Don't let the world break you down to dust. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 says this, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. And as we looked at previously in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Beware of outside influence, especially if that influence is bad. Surround yourself with positive and not negative. Let's just pause once more to look at Romans chapter 5 verse 8. Romans chapter 5 verse 8. That's taken from the ESV translation. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. When the sharpest words want to cut me down, I'm going to send a flood, going to drown them out. I am brave, I am bruised, I am who I'm meant to be. This is me. Look out, because here I come, and I'm marching on to the beat I drum. I'm not scared to be seen. I make no apologies. This is me. These lines from This Is Me are featured in The Greatest Showman, obviously, but they could easily be a believer's battle cry. Because as Paul says in his letter to the Romans, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let's look at one bit of that. That while we were still sinners. Even before we said yes to Christ, he had already sacrificed himself for you and for me. Yes, the world may try to cut you down. Yes, you may have battle scars from life. Yet God loves you as you are, as I am. And if you and I are marching to the beat we drum, it's a beat that flows from God because of our faith. Then we can send a flood to drown out what the world says and be confident in who we are. So here's my third and final point for today. Make no apologies for being who you are in Christ. 
for you are exactly who you're meant to be in Christ. There's no need to be ashamed of who you are because it doesn't matter if the world rejects you for your scars because you're not perfect. Because, and here's the best bit, and if you take anything from today, take this. Our perfect God who created heaven and earth loves you. I'm going to say that again. Our perfect God who created heaven and earth loves you. He loves you as you are. He loves me as I am. Scars and all. I may not be perfect, but through Christ I am made perfect in God's eyes. So change your perspective, not yourself. I'm going to say that one more time before I finish. So change your perspective, not yourself. Let us pray. Father God, I just want to thank you that you love me for who I am. Battle scars and all. <laughs> I may have been through a lot. And there may be brothers and sisters in Christ who are listening to this who have been through a lot. Or maybe just a little. But we all have our scars. We all have battles we've had to fight our way through that have left their mark. Yet you love us exactly how we are. We shouldn't be ashamed of who we are. You tell us not to be ashamed of who we are. Father God, I pray for myself and for my brothers and sisters in Christ that we would not be ashamed of who we are and that we should not be ashamed of the gospel. There was a delirious song many years back that had the line, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the one I love. There is no shame in your love for us. So let us march to the beat of your drum. Let us be brave, even though we are bruised. And let us remember that we are loved by the one true living and loving God. <laughs>